Hello, I'm Conrad Swift, and welcome to the Cardano Convo podcast, a weekly podcast that gives a glimpse into the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Convo provides an easy-to-digest explanation of the projects that are being built, thoughts, and what's going on within the Cardano community. Today, I'll be speaking with Ryan Morrison, the founder of the decentralized exchange Cardax. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Hello, Ryan. It's nice to have you on the show, and thank you for taking the time to talk with us today and answer a few questions about the work you've been doing with Cardax. Hi, uh, Conrad, and, and hi, everyone, uh, and thank you for, for having me. I'll be happy to talk about Cardax and the overall Cardano uh, community. Okay, so there are some common questions that I ask everyone. So to start out, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what drew you to crypto in general? Sure. Uh, so my name is uh, Ryan Morrison. Um, my background uh, it's mainly in digital marketing, and uh, when it comes to uh, blockchain and specifically in cryptocurrencies, uh, I've been involved in crypto since uh, already 2014. Um, and when I first went to my first uh, um, Bitcoin meetup, I remember, uh, and then then it took off from from there. I just kind of uh, forgot about it for one and a half a year, maybe two years. And then in 2017, uh, then my love for crypto got uh, rekindled when I discovered uh, Cardano. <laughs> for our listeners and viewers, could you tell them what Cardax is in your own words? Sure. Um, so in simple, it's a decentralized uh, exchange. So if you haven't heard about um, decentralized exchanges, is um basically uh the the difference with the centralizers is that uh, in those are custodial which means that you have to send your uh, your crypto to them uh and they keep custody uh in this case like um maybe uh you are familiar with uniswap or SushiSwap or pancakeswap yeah. uh, those are also um decentralized exchanges outside of the cardano ecosystem uh and they the whole point is that you keep uh, all the time, the control over your uh, your crypto. That's uh, mainly the the main uh, difference between centralized and decentralized. And what we are uh, as uh, Cardex is uh, decentralized within the Cardano ecosystem, which is, means that uh, it's for all the Cardano native tokens um, and for ADA and for coming uh, future um, uh, stable coins in the Cardano ecosystem as well. And one question on that I was curious of. Do you guys intend on having wrapped assets like wrapped Ethereum, wrapped Bitcoin? Um, a lot of exchanges, for example, especially on the Ethereum side, have had like wrapped Bitcoin, which for our viewers, what a wrapped Bitcoin or wrapped Ethereum would be is if you want to have a representation of a asset that's not native to the chain, like Ethereum isn't native to Cardano, you can have a representation of it. You can have like C Ethereum. So like wrapped ethereum on the cardano blockchain i didn't know if you guys would like plan on implementing that or yeah that's a good question uh, um yes in short uh, yeah we're planning to uh, uh have the ability to also to to, to trade um wrapped assets um and when we talk about uh, wrapped assets, uh, you could, uh, as you well mentioned, uh, you could wrap assets from uh, other chains, uh, uh, and then then we have to prioritize what is the what makes more sense. Um, so that's what we are doing at the moment, probably uh, to bring 
a lot of uh, uh, volume also from the, the Ethereum ecosystem. Uh, initially, we'll have to uh, wrap some some assets, probably, uh, of course, uh, wrapped uh, ETH, uh, but maybe others, uh, other wrapped ERC20s um, in, and I wrapped uh, Bitcoin as well since they are the two biggest. Um, and this is a, a, an exchange at the end of the day. So people are looking also for um, trading assets that are already known. Um, so yeah, in short, we're looking also to, to incorporate uh, wrapped assets. I've heard a lot about your project as the first Cardano decentralized exchange and the only DEX that has one project catalyst. Could you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, sure. Um, so if we look back to March this year, 2021, um, then the whole, by then, uh, the um, Mary Hartford and Cardano just happened. Uh, so for the ones that don't know, that was the, um, from that point on, you were able to create assets or create coins or tokens in the, in the Cardano ecosystem. So um, then I just started uh, as I had been a part of the Cardano community for years, uh, and I just went to the forum as many times before and just said, like, hey, guys, now it's possible to, I just created in my first uh, test uh, token. Um, how about you guys? What is your experience? Talk to other uh, to some uh, developers as well, uh, and then uh, and some uh, stake pool operators that were also excited about the, the idea of uh, Cardano native tokens. And uh, I got as main feedback that uh, there was no um, place where to trade these things, and of course there was no place because there was uh, no uh, Cardano native tokens until then. Yeah. Um, and then they said, uh, well, why don't you just put a proposal on Project Catalyst? So um, by then, we Project Catalyst had just begun. We were in, in Fund 2, Fund 3, where uh, was about to begin. Um, so in short, I put a proposal for Fund 4, uh, which we just won now. Yeah. Um, and that makes uh, Cardax the, the first uh, and only so far uh, Dex that has won on the on Project Catalyst. Well, congratulations on that. Um, as you and many of my viewers know, I'm a big believer in Cardano and its potential for changing the decentralized finance world. But there are many platforms one could build their DeFi application or Dex on, such as Ethereum or Binance Smart Chain. What made the Cardax team decide to build on Cardano? Um, so mainly two things. One uh, is the um, this completely different approach of uh, research first that Cardano has. Um, so having um, uh, first uh, writing the, the white papers for every single thing that they do from Ouroboros to uh, um, the stablecoin that I just mentioned now, I think, I believe at this moment, they have more than 110 white papers published already. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you can just um, for the um, people that are listening now or viewing, just go to uh, IOHK's website and you'll see more than 100 uh, white papers there. So that was one thing that was very appealing because uh, um, then you see something on paper, you see what was the thinking behind uh, from their point of view and and how they went about uh, developing uh, afterwards. So that was very appealing for, for us because... Uh, you want to, especially in blockchain, when you develop something, you you cannot go back and, and really 
bad things uh, than when it's life is just life uh, yeah. um so it it's very important to really have thought well uh, the the whole process before you go live and then this was the case of cardano we didn't see the the same thing on on uh, ethereum um but um and uh, that, so that was one of the things, and, and the other thing also, uh, although Ethereum had a more a much bigger um, network uh, so far, because I've been uh, already um, live for a longer period of time, um, and they had because of that more developers and more documentation. That's the thing that it makes it interesting to uh, develop on on, on Ethereum, uh, but. From a Dex perspective, uh, what makes it less interesting is the fees for the end users that are not yeah. programmers, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, so then it just makes no sense if you want to just send ten dollars of uh, um, let's say uh, Tether USDT, which is an ERC twenty token, and then you have to pay ten dollars in fees. It just makes no sense. So then, then and that's that's what happens when you uh, use uh, uh, the Ethereum network and when you use uh, indexes on, on on Ethereum. So then we thought, well, with the UTXO, the model of uh, Cardano makes sense also to uh, uh, have a DEX in, in that uses that uh, as uh, the basics. And as you had said previously, it also seems like there was a, a market there's an empty space that needed to be filled for when smart contracts came out. So I imagine that may have a part of it as well, because as you said, in Cardano's paving the way, which I applaud because it is hard to go against those who have the pioneering advantage. So Ethereum has been around for much longer than Cardano and it's gotten that head start. but I agree with Cardano's method of going about things is significantly better. Whereas Ethereum kind of, took the Silicon Valley style, run in, break things, and try and patch it up later. Cardano's like, we're going to research first, like measure twice, cut once, like make sure we've got this all set, and then we'll mathematically prove that we can do these things. Because Silicon Valley, especially, or a lot of tech startups or technological advancements, they're like, we can do this. It's like, how do you have proof you can do this? And it's like, we'll figure that out later. And it's like... I don't know. Like, yeah. it's probably not the best way to go about it, but yeah, exactly. Which might work for uh, software as a service, uh, and and but not in uh, like uh, many startups in uh, in Silicon Valley uh, are working on. But not to not not on or an app on iOS, for example, on yeah. Android, but not for uh, really for blockchain. And then yeah, proof of that is what do you see now with uh, Ethereum uh, going from proof of work to proof of stake and what a big uh, challenge that that becomes also for for them um but yeah i also don't want to talk badly about ethereum because i also we're here because of them uh and and it's they pave the the way the way and i think Adam is just doing it better uh than than they did but um, i think yeah it's there is a space for for everyone, it's just that the one part that is very important is the fees, uh, like we just uh, discussed. Uh, and at the end of the day, why would you use uh, uh, if you have two products and then one uh, for one you pay um, just one cent and the other one you, have, you pay one dollar for fees? Then it's, that's a no-brainer. So um, that's also very, very important for especially in, in DEXs. 
Of course, and I'm, I believe the term is chain agnostic. I don't believe there will be one chain to rule them all. Like, there will be multiple chains. Like, there are multiple use cases, and I don't, and there's going to be, even, let's say, if Cardano is cheaper, etc., there's going to be some people that are like, I trust Ethereum because it's been around longer, and it's like, fair enough, like, to each their own, which is why I think there just won't be one chain, and I hope there's not just one chain. Because I don't want a monopoly. I want there to be open competition so this gets better. So, no, I agree. It's not Cardano's going to rule. Like, it's there will be Ethereum, and I'm glad Ethereum did what it did to prove that these things could be possible for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Can, can you tell us a little bit about how Cardax is different from other competitors like ADAX or Sunday Swap, Buy Finance, or MinSwap? Also, I imagine that part of the answer will be about extended automated market maker protocol. So could you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, sure. Um, so now maybe when when you go back and then you see on, on Cardano, when we were talking about the, the moment that you could create a, a token, right, for the first time, mm -hmm. uh, now anybody could create a token and then put their documentation there. You just have to go through the documentation, you create your token, and your token is basically the same as the token of uh, uh, person A and person B and C. Uh, what makes it more um, different uh, is what you what you can do with that uh, token. So if you see, for example, um, in, uh, in the case of um, this one project called, um, uh, I, think, I believe it's, Play Mint, uh, oh, which you can mint. use. Yeah, Player Mint. Yeah, you can use that token for uh, in, in in games, uh, for example. That makes it more unique, and and then uh, that's a reason for people to use that that platform. Uh, in the case, if we bring that uh, also to more uh, the development of uh, indexes, um, in at the end of the day, it's all open source code. So, uh, and this, this is for uh, developers that, uh, that are on the Plutus Pioneers program, for example, like uh, our developers are, um, there, I believe now, more than 2,000 uh, people that have gone to, through the, the process of the Plutus Pioneer program. Yeah. Not everybody has finished it. Um, but that, as part of that um, uh, program, you have to create different uh, uh, contracts, smart contracts. Uh, or you have to create, for example, um, um, first basic version of an oracle using Plutus. Uh, you have to create also a, a swap uh, smart contract using Plutus. Um, so in that part, for example, uh, if you create a swap, then you can you can already create a, a DEX. Uh, technically, that part uh, is not that difficult. And, and of course, it's not that difficult for a developer that has finished the, the program and all that that part. Of course, there's more much more to that, but that uh, bringing it to the, the basics. Um, so if we consider that, that is, there is not um, uh, what makes the later on the, the big differences in indexes for the end user is going to be the liquidity. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and now there are many DEXs and there will be even more uh, DEXs. Um, uh, we, what we're looking at is uh, to be um, a DEX that provides uh, deep liquidity, meaning the that you don't have as a user that, that problem that uh, you want to sell your token and you just have to wait and wait and wait uh, and then you never uh, can yeah. swap it. Um, so that's, even though the, the, the code is there, you can do the swap, 
uh, uh, but uh, it's it doesn't give you the, the best experience because you had to wait a long time. Probably uh, also the, the UX and the UI plays a big uh, part in this. Um, so if it's simple to use and then you can uh, uh, sell or buy uh, a token uh, in a short period of time, you don't have to keep on waiting. That will probably make you uh, take the decision to use that particular DEX. Um, so we're looking into make the, the main differentiator. I would say it's more that we're really looking into on the one hand the the UA the the UI and the UX, but more importantly also than the the liquidity. And I'm sure many people know liquidity is kind of key, especially with DEXs. But even with one of the key points of Cardano staking, even is how liquid it is. It's not like Ethereum to where you hand it off and then similar to a bank and you go, well, I hope I get it back in 30 days, 60. It's not like that. So you want to, as you were saying, I want to do this exchange and I want to trade ADA for USDC or US dollar coin. Like you want to do that same day. You don't want, like, let's say if I think the price is going to go up or it's going to go down after today, I'm like, I want to sell so I can buy lower. You don't want to have to wait a week after it's dropped and go, well, because it's hard to predict prices at the moment. Trying to predict it uh, seven days from now, like whenever you think the trade will actually go through is... Oh, like that's not good. I mean, I've seen people like the weatherman's not that accurate. And you think you can project that very like so liquidity uh-huh. is so valuable just in any program as well as of course as Cardax's like program or project is going as a DEX. Yeah, you need that liquidity. And is that where the um extended automated market maker protocol comes in? Yeah. Exactly. That that's where it comes uh, in, and and it, it plays a a, a bigger role. And um, so, if um, people want to know more about the the EAMM protocol, you can uh, see more the the details on the the white paper. But what I can say already is that we will do it in phases. So then uh, um, we will start, and not only for the um, for the protocol, but for the overall decks. Um, the approach is more to start with the simplest. Uh, thing and then get it to work and that's uh, do what uh, it's supposed to do. You you swap like you were mentioned, uh, yeah. and then you you can uh, actually execute the the trade. Um, and with the AAMM uh, protocols, gonna happen uh, the same. So initially, it's gonna be a, a simplified version of the protocol, and we will be um, making it more complex and more complex and more complex. Uh, um, so one part of so. Uh, on on that is what makes it more complex in the future is the um, adding new features. So uh, if you're familiar with um, uh, Uniswap and and PancakeSwap, those um, although they're both uh, decentralized exchanges, they they're in two different uh, chains. But uh, mm-hmm. also apart from that, there uh, one is on Ethereum, the other one is on uh, on Binance chain. Um, but uh, apart from that, uh, the experience is, is different. And in Uniswap, it's much more uh, basic, if you will, therefore, you just go there for the, the, the trade. Mm-hmm. And, and the experience on, uh, on uh, the other one, uh, on PancakeSwap, is much more gamified, if you will. So then you have a lot of um, um, different pools uh, that are, yeah. uh, and they make the, the, the different... Uh, you can also stake uh, with only one coin, or you can just uh, be a liquidity provider as well. And um, so, 
for people to understand, we will start more from with uh, taking the approach of uh, Uniswap, more simple uh, to use, and then incorporate more uh, features in in that. So it's because of that um, that uh, we're not stand we're not starting with the full version of the the protocol uh, because we don't know what we're gonna need. Uh, we know, of course, that the, the swap is gonna be, and then that we're gonna you're gonna be able to create a, a liquidity pool for uh, a pair. Uh, if you have your coin, your own coin, or if you want to join an existing liquidity pool, so then the, the protocol is going to take care of, of the payments uh, of that. Uh, and uh, so now that we're speaking about about that, is uh, the uh, every trade that happens, every swap that happens on a on a pool um, will have a zero point thirty five percent and that cost and then that cost will go 0.3 will go to pay the liquidity providers and 0.05 will go to um to the cardax treasury which will be um used um and and that that's part of so then we can also discuss later it's about uh, governance and the the whole community will be able the token holders will be able to decide uh, on that uh that treasury um so we're looking at an experience of what Cardano did, for example, with um, Project Catalyst, uh, using um, going back to Project Catalyst, uh, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then apart from uh, what the, they did also for um, uh, what we discussed at the at the beginning, that we about the whole um, procedure of how to go about uh, um, applying, it's also very interesting to see it, uh, on how to manage uh, a treasury uh, from a how to have a community managed treasury. So that's a very also interesting uh, experience for us that we would like to explore with, with this uh, Cardex treasury uh, managed by the the, um, uh, the Cardex uh, community, all the, the CDX uh, token holders. Oh, of course. And just seeing how well the Cardano treasury has handled itself, mirroring yourself after it is, you can't go wrong with that. Um, we know, as you said, Cardax will be offering liquidity pools. With the liquidity pools, do you intend for them to be the 50-50 pools that are quite common across the DeFi world? Or are you going to use weighted pools similar to what Bancor on Ethereum has done? Yeah, that's a bit uh, tied to what I was mentioning with uh, starting with the uh, with, um, um, basic version of the EAMM uh, protocol. Yeah. Um, that uh, in in next phases where that's where we're heading to. Uh, the, so the protocol is going to allow you to um, uh, to have like I don't know if, if uh, people are familiar with uh, Uniswap V3. Uh, then uh, then you're able, for example, to say well, I, um, if you have the whole curve, you can say uh, I uh, would like to sell my tokens for this particular price and and not just for the the market price. Um, so that's something that we will be also uh, exploring and probably also end up uh, doing. Um, but to answer your question, then uh, um, and following the same philosophy of starting simple uh, and test things, uh, then the beginning will be a 50-50, although uh, we will be uh, transitioning later on to uh, a model where you don't have to put a 50-50. Maybe also you can take the the... Uh, that's something also that we have in the white paper that uh, the, is going to allow you in the future the the protocol to um, not to have 
uh, 50-50, not to put always 50-50, but you would be able also to take uh, part of that from a, an oracle. So the price would be also set from uh, an, an oracle. So what you're saying is we'd start pretty much similar to like Uniswap V2 and then move towards V3 as soon as we, as I say we, but as soon as you guys lay down the groundwork and the foundation, then you'll move from V2 pretty much to V3 and then add additional functionalities as they're needed slash you have everything nailed down. Yeah, that's correct. So then uh, you, what you can expect as user at the beginning uh, is going to be just a, a simple DEX with with deep liquidity, that uh, for sure. Um, and later on, what you can expect is a um, type of uh, Uniswap V3 plus uh, features that you see also on uh, on PancakeSwap, for example. That's pretty cool. So would you explain how the Cardax token, so we talked a little bit about that prior, or ticker CDX, will be used for governing the Cardax exchange? And what will be the process to create new liquidity pairs on Cardax? Um, yeah, so then, uh, um, as I was mentioning before, then every transaction has a percentage that goes to, on the one hand, to the liquidity providers, and, and another fraction goes to the, the treasury. That treasury uh, is uh, managed by the the token holder. So then, when uh, if you have the CDX token, you can take part in the discussions on uh, on what do we do with the uh, uh, with um, the money that is uh, in the treasury if we um, uh, want to allocate it to new pools, or if we want to uh, allocate it to new projects, for example, in the Cardano ecosystem to also help and, and grow the, the ecosystem, especially the new projects that are coming. Mm -hmm. um, uh, also could be other options. Uh, and this is for mainly for the CDX uh, token holders to decide. Uh, it could also be that uh, we can throw ideas uh, with them. Others could be, for example, that um, uh, uh, that they, they vote in, on specific um let's say uh, project A is about to launch on Cardano and then we could uh, support them or out of uh, five projects, then the, the winning project uh, could also, we can also allocate some of the, the funds from the treasury to help them uh, uh, kickstart their project. Um, uh, yeah, and those are a lot of uh, different ideas that uh, we can uh, discuss with the community and, and that's a very interesting part that uh, uh, we can just, uh, we'll suggest, but uh, at the end of the day, it's a uh, uh, it's a community driven. So then we will have to also move towards uh, what the the votes, um, and that's a great part also that we're taking, as I was mentioning before, from Cardano. All these things are documented, by the way, like we were talking at the beginning on on white papers that Cardano have uh, um, yeah. written on how to manage uh, a, a treasury, uh, a community driven uh, treasury. So then we're also using the uh, their research for for this. It sound if you didn't say it, I was going to say. It. I'm like that sounds very similar to Project Catalyst. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. We're taking it from uh, from the experience that we have seen in Catalyst, but also from the the um, uh, the white paper uh, where they mention exactly uh, on on how to um, do it more on a on a on a technical point of view, but. Um, and I'm, I I just realized I didn't answer the second part of your question, which was about the liquidity pools, yeah. right? Um, 
yeah, I, um, if you're familiar with uh, Uniswap, uh, then uh, you need um, if you have two tokens and then you want to create a pair. Same thing with Card uh, with Cardex. You will be and we'll put all the the documentation um, for uses. This is not going to be technical documentation in this case, uh, uh, but it's gonna it's gonna be for end users on how to create your your token. Um, if you're not familiar with the uh, with the uh, indexes, in, in this case. It's not like an exchange where you have to list and request if they would like to uh, list your token, uh, like a, a centralized exchange. Um, and you have to pay them also uh, um, usually big amounts. In this case, all you have to do is just say you have, uh, let's say you create your um, your uh, pair uh, with the two tokens that you have. So if you start a... Um, project and then you create a Cardano native token for that project uh, and on the other hand you have ADA uh, you can just create uh, the pool uh, with those two um, and then with that you can already um, uh, have people trading your token for for ADA in that particular pool and get paid also uh, because of uh, adding liquidity because of being a liquidity provider. If I had, let's say, the Cardax token, CDX slash ADA, and I put, let's say it's a 50-50 pool, I put equal value of both into that pool, and I, let's say I started that pool, anybody who did a trade there, if I am the one who started it and I'm the only one providing liquidity, I get 100% of that 0.3% um, transaction fee. So if you start the pool and it has volume, I mean, as more people add liquidity over time, which will dilute how much you, like, what percent of that 0.3 you get. But by starting the pool off, there's a high incentive and high risk. If you start a pool, you get that reward, especially for a pair, I imagine, like, especially on Cardax, the Cardax slash ADA pool, I'd imagine it's probably going to be one of the biggest. Yeah, probably yes. Um, because of being the the native uh, token of the the um, of the decks, and also because of um, we also want to have it a lot of um, um, uh, we want to make it also very um, liquid, also in the sense that it, it just uh, um, uh, it just um, there's a, a lot of movement with of the token that is uh, in people are getting paid in the token in the CDX token uh, uh, also then. The token is being sent to as a um, uh, to the the treasury as well, and then uh, those are also used in in other things. We're also creating pools with the different uh, uh, different pairs apart from ADA, also with the CDX token, um, but also other other tokens in the Cardano ecosystem as well. So perhaps if you're listening to this and then you think um, I don't have a, a a token myself, um, but Maybe you participated in, in a uh, uh, in a token sale uh, of, of a Cardano native token. You have that token now. You can also um, go to the desk, uh, the decks, and if that pair already exists, that pool already exists, uh, you can add liquidity as well. You don't have to uh, start from scratch the the pool. You can also add an as uh, as you were were mentioning, uh, Conward, uh, then um, then you get a, a percentage of the uh, the whole pool. You talked a little bit about the CDX token, and I've heard you guys have completed the pre-sale on that token. Um, in a recent video, I also heard that there would be a public sale launch sometime in the future. Would you like to elaborate on that, and what should people expect, or when can people expect it? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, you're right. We did in uh, in May. Um, uh, a pre-sale. Uh, it was mainly um, within the uh, the Cardax uh, community. So um, speaking of which, if you want to join uh, our community, just go to our um, Twitter or our website, cardax.io, and then you can join from, from there. Usually we have a lot of discussions in Discord, so you'll find all the links there. Um, and that's how we did the, the um, pre-sale. Um, and now we're doing the... Uh, public sale in August, probably it will be uh, by the end of August. Uh, and we don't know exactly the the dates because we are now in all the uh, last uh, checks from our lawyers. So that legal part always takes a, a while. Uh, yeah. And we're we're based in, uh, in Europe and the Netherlands. So then uh, it's also very, um, uh, there's a lot of paperwork uh, uh, on that, so that's why we haven't uh, published any specifics about the tokenomics uh, for the public sale. But um, what I can say is that uh, as soon as we have it, uh, we'll publish it uh, also, and we'll mention it on on probably on uh, Twitter first and, and Discord. Um, so you can follow us uh, there and at, at Cardaxdex. Uh, or just go to cardax.io and then you'll find all the information there. Probably uh, I'm hoping that we can put something uh, already live by, I mean, the, the tokenomics and all that uh, by uh, a week from now or so. Okay. And of course, down in the description, as well as below us, there'll be many of the links that we'll be talking about throughout this podcast. So you guys can check that out. Outside of, I know we've talked a little bit about it, but outside of the liquidity pools, which I know will be the foundation where you guys will be starting with, as you've said, what other DeFi functionalities does Cardax plan to build in the future? Like, would they be thinking about flash loans or what other products later on down the line do you guys plan to do? Yeah, we have now in the in the pipeline a lot of uh, different uh, options so um, just to to give an idea nothing is really set or already uh, but um some of the things that we're looking at uh, is um probably um for um, for loans um there are already uh, uh, some pretty good uh, projects uh, uh, especially in the case of uh, in the Cardano ecosystem uh, you all know about a uh, liquid uh, yeah. so uh, then um we will also, of course, uh, have uh, the token in in one of uh, or more pairs on the our decks. Um, but um, on other features uh, apart from uh, lending, um, what we always look at, uh, I think, where it's very interesting is like, for example, what um, the concept of, of uh, zero. Um, I believe they call it zero pools. Uh, on uh, if you go to Pancake, uh, then then. That you, on the one hand, you can create the, your your pair, right, and your uh, liquidity provider. But they also allow you to have only um, they have let's say ten, um, and I, th I think they call them a syrup um, syrup um, uh, pools or something like that. Um, and then it's the concept is that uh, you get a yield. Uh, on on your staked um, CDX or your staked uh, other token to, as well, without having to put the fifty fifty. So it's not just a, it's not being a liquidity provider, but it's getting yield on top of your uh, 
uh, from your one token that you have if it's in the list that the the platform um, supports um, that's a, an interesting uh, one also to that we're looking into um, from our community also a lot of uh, um, requests have been if we can also uh, have some kind of um, launch pad uh, to yeah. to help also new new projects so then uh, that also makes sense because uh, uh, yeah, those will probably look at, at um listing afterwards, of course. Um and so in in short, uh, yeah, there are a lot of uh, different things that we're looking and not just only on on features for the for the decks, but also in other projects. So then what we're doing now with in the middle of uh, uh the legal part is uh setting up all, all the the structure so then we can have uh, we can learn from the decks and since it's our, our flagship um, um, product learn what other interesting and cool things can we uh, do on cardano um so yeah. uh, even be uh, apart from uh, the the decks i think that yeah the decks is uh, what needed to happen now is uh, it's out of uh, it's it's the most practical thing that we need uh, right now, mm-hmm. um, but there are a lot of uh, other interesting things also that we could be uh, looking into in the in the future. Um, but yeah, so um, so far um, the the main focus is uh, on launching now with the uh, Alonso hard fork with the, the basic features and and then start growing from that and also look at uh, other uh, products even outside of the the Dex world. So as you're saying, Cardax is a DEX and there's a lot of competing DEXs or decentralized exchanges on Cardano and other DeFi applications. And they're all aiming to acquire a piece of the Cardano market share. What do you think is your strongest competition or largest competitor in this space? Um, yeah, to be honest, I haven't really looked at a lot about uh, the the competition because uh, I've really focus on what we want to uh, give to the community and then just make sure that uh, that we promise that uh, we deliver on our promise yeah so um and like i was mentioning before there's so many different uh, dexes that at the end of the day i think what's going to make the um the difference is is the audience of the uh, of the decks um and also then uh the experience of the user when you go there, secondly, and third, the the liquidity as well. So I think anybody that uh, um, would um, have the three of them uh, would be a, a serious uh, competitor, um, but also competitor uh, uh, slash also uh, um, no competitor uh, in a bad way because here oh, of course. at the end of the day, um, yeah, we're all looking to uh, have a lot of um, and also provide liquidity. That's our mainly why we're doing it. Uh, and I'm sure also the guys uh, uh, that are doing other dexes are looking into the same also in just uh, provide the liquidity that uh, the teams um, need in order to start the projects. And then we can see this flourish of uh, different products, uh, uh, projects starting on Cardano um, that on the one hand get funded on on catalyst but also can get funded by their own communities like we did ourselves as well we did both uh, the catalyst and also by our own community um so that also helps uh, to kind of uh 
unleash the the potential of uh, all these uh, projects uh, and developers that are working right now on on different uh, Cardano uh, decentralized uh, apps. Um, so uh, yeah, at the end of the day, which is like really excited about the opportunity also to together with uh, the other DEXs as well to be able to just help this uh, happen. Nice. So yeah, as you were saying, the competition, it's not a bad thing. In fact, you wouldn't want just one DEX. You wouldn't want just, for example, in the same way, you wouldn't want just one Oracle. You'd want multiple so that you have that competition that keeps everyone sharp. It makes everyone push forward and make their products better. So again, I completely agree. But what has been the largest challenge for Card or for Cardax or the Cardax team? I think that the the largest challenge has been the legal side. Yeah, that's uh, something that I really don't <laughs> don't really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the other part is also then um, it's a bit of um, so when you when you have something that is so new like uh like cardano um if we look back for example then uh, i got interested in 2017 by then you couldn't do anything on cardano just read the white paper mm-hmm. uh then and then you, in 2018 you could read more white papers of other things which is was interesting but you couldn't yeah, start uh doing things um and then we just if we move to this year only then you were able to create your stake pool and mm-hmm. then, then you have an experience and then you can build something that you build a community, not just about talking about the, the price of uh, ADA, but talking about uh, also then the, and the potential, but talking about the things that you can do right now. Um, so then that's also the other part that is, that is interesting after that. Uh, uh, it helps also with uh, the part of the, uh, also created new tokens, taxes and all that. But now we are the, the face of uh, Plutus. Um, and Plutus is a it's a very new um, language uh, based on on Haskell. Uh, there are not a lot of uh, um, um, so for the ones that don't know, Haskell is a um, a functional uh, programming language, um, yeah, and um, Plutus, uh, which is the language uh, that you use to um, create DApps on uh, and on on Cardano, um, is based on on Haskell. Um, so Plutus is very new, which is uh, that that I would say is one of the biggest uh, challenge because uh, you don't have a lot of uh, people, uh, developers that know about it, and the ones that know about it don't have a lot of experience about it. Um, so then we all have to just uh, try to figure out things by ourselves uh, in our own team and the developers, and also that helps a lot that that the Cardano community is very uh, helpful uh, because um, and. This is the, the part that they did very well as well. Is the the part of the creating the Plutus Pioneers program and having a place for developers not only to learn but also to discuss and uh, and show what they're doing and the the challenges they're finding. Um, because um, yeah, as I said, it's something really new, and I think that that's the biggest challenge, uh, not just for us but uh, everybody that is building on on Cardano. Uh, uh, if you look at uh, then there's not a lot of uh, um, of uh, experience uh, at the moment, and also companies that could audit the the code, uh, then they just simply don't exist. Uh, it's just yeah. like a, a, a handful, and and not more than that. Uh, that of course will grow in the future, and then it will uh, make it much easier for uh, new comers. 
But uh, now I would say that, that that's one of the biggest uh, um, challenges. And I've heard from a lot of other projects similar problems because Haskell is already not the most common programming language or language for a programmer or developer to have or have under their belt. And then having a new development on top of Haskell being Plutus, being a newer language that's being developed, it's you're not going to have a, like a giant amount of developers. So a lot of projects are going to, if you're wanting to build on Cardano, you kind of have to have that or have a developer who can build on that. So I can understand is that would be a, a bit of an issue, especially maybe not so much like a year from now, but at the beginning, especially that's why they've got the Plutus Pioneer program. It's probably more difficult, most certainly now. Yeah, exactly. And and, and even in the context of the Plutus Pioneers uh, program, um, the uh, um, Lars, which is the, the director, was uh, saying the other day also that uh, then he has to constantly update the the lessons because uh, things changed so quickly. And then, yeah. yeah, so it's... Um, uh, it's also a challenge for even for for them, um, but yeah, you're right. I think that it's just a matter of time, uh, and it's the probably in a year from now the situation will be very different. So you touched a little bit on smart contracts on Cardano and its functionality with Plutus, um, and things are looking quite positive from the movement from Alonzo White to Alonzo Blue on the testnet. I know many projects are heavily reliant on the progress from the Cardano side. But how has the progress been on the Cardax side? Yeah, um, yeah. The, the um, so we joined the the um, as I mentioned the um, Plutus Pioneers program, and we also joined now the the Alonso White. Um, so what we are doing now is uh, we are just in the in the phase from a. Um, technical point of view with at the face uh, that uh, the integration with the wallets need to happen um, that has been another challenge um, for everybody that is building on on Cardano because at this uh, stage and on um, Alonso white uh, there's not a lot of uh, documentation about that so then uh, if you have a, a dex for example and you want to have uh, a connector with uh, with Daedalus or Yoroid, like it Kind of what happens with uh, in the Ethereum uh, world with uh, with MetaMask. Yeah, so you just have it in your. It's very simple. You just have it. In, you connect your MetaMask uh, to which is uh, an extension on your on your on Chrome. Um, yeah. Then uh, it makes the, everything very simple. So that uh, we are now at the point that we're just also waiting for more documentation on that, which. Um, IOG has uh, told us that it will come also in the next phase, which I believe is uh, uh, Alonso purple, light purple, because uh, yeah. <laughs> there's going to be also a, a, a dark purple, a purple as well. Um, and then they will be releasing more information about, um, I assume it's going to be about uh, uh, integration with Daedalus. Um, that's something that we're really looking forward to. Uh, so we can also start testing that. Um, uh, and from a Yoro perspective, it's also very important because uh, I believe at this moment, uh, something around 60% of uh, all users uh, uh, are have a Daedalus um, wallet, um, oh, wow. which is huge. Uh, if if it's accurate, I, I'm not really sure, but that's something I looked at the other day on discussions um, that they were saying that something around 60% is uh, 
uh, on um, has a Yolo uh, wallet and 30%, uh, maybe a bit more uh, Daedalus as well. Okay. Uh, which makes sense because uh, Yolo is, is a simpler version and is a lighter version. You don't have to, uh, if you're familiar with Daedalus, usually it takes a while uh, because it has to yes. uh, run the whole blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is, I hope, something that they also look into it. That I know they're gonna look into the already IOG is already working on a light version of um, of uh, Daedalus that's gonna work. That's gonna help a lot for the especially for end users. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, now we're just kind of um, uh, if there's one block at this moment that uh, something that is blocking us is is more than more documentation on the the connection with um, an integration with uh, with Daedalus. And we're waiting also on Emurgo to release the documentation for specifically for um, Yoder. That's also something I was wondering when they were going to put out, because with as you said, with Ethereum, they've got MetaMask. If there's going to be a decentralized application, there needs to be an easy way to like hook, hook those two things up. And I agree with you with the Roy when you're talking about those stats. Not that I agree, it's a stat, but it's, if I explain to somebody how to use Cardano, if I say, oh, here's how you go about staking, I immediately, immediately go, okay, everyone's got a smartphone. If I try going here, download Daedalus, I mean, I remember when Daedalus, I'd come home from work, open Daedalus, go get, like, make some food and then come back because it took like 20 minutes to open up. <laughs> and so they yeah. finally fixed that. So... I understand it's some of it's a work in progress, and they're building on top of it, so it makes sense. But I also see why people would use your Roy, as you were saying, because it's just a light wallet. You don't have that huge by light wallet. You don't have to download the entire blockchain to use it, um, and keep that updated. So, and the fact of having it on your phone makes it easier for everyone. Like if you can use, let's say if you're in America, we have like Coinbase and Kraken really we can use for exchanges. You can buy it from there on an app and then move it to your Roy on the same app. So that ease of access is definitely something I'm looking forward to, like a MetaMask type Cardano product, most certainly. And I imagine for DEXs, that's going to be very pivotal. Yeah, definitely. And um, also, maybe this is a good opportunity also to give a shout out to uh, one of the stake pools uh, operators created a, a wallet called the NAMI, NAMI wallet, N-A-M-I, um, which is uh, working uh, well. We could find the, uh, the documentation. Uh, so uh, kudos to him or to her. Um, uh, now, the only thing is that, uh, of course, as we were just uh, discussing, the, you have to go where the users are. Uh, yeah. So of, that's why it's so important to have it uh, f um, to start with uh, Yoro and uh, Daedalus, or at least one of the two. Um, and but uh, these other wallets uh, that will come also in the future, like uh, um, Ada Light as well, there uh, and more and more will come. Of course, it's uh, it makes the the, uh, the experience better and and better, and also keeps. Uh, uh, the team at uh, IOG Sharp because they have yeah. to start competing <laughs> with other <laughs> wallets in the same ecosystem. Yeah. So, oh no, I completely agree. And when you were touching on community, I noticed that your team has built a lovely community on Discord and so other social medias. I believe they're called the Cardaxians. I'm, I'm pretty sure. 
Did your team find it difficult to build a community or sub-community within the Cardano ecosystem? Um, no, it was a really uh, kind of... Um, it, it, it grew from the, the proposal on, on Catalyst. It was very um, uh, organic, uh, so to speak, and also from the forum on, on Cardano. Um, so, and a lot of people um, in Cardano are very interested in, in knowing the, the idea behind. Um, so in, in that sense, uh, we got a lot of uh, interesting questions and feedback uh, also from uh, the people that invested in the first uh, round in, in the pre-sale. So in, in that sense, also, they, they have helped us to even grow the community even bigger and bigger. Um, so it's kind, of way, it's kind of surfing on the Cardano wave, uh, yeah. which helps us a, a lot also. I find that the Cardano community, out of all the crypto communities I've been in, is like the most friendly and not like cultishly friendly. Like they're very open and friendly, which is... I would imagine very conducive to any community that you wish to build. Yeah, that helps us a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys didn't have any problems there for sure. Do you and your team um, have an estimated time by which the Cardano community or the Cardaxians can look forward to the Cardax exchange? So we're aiming for um, just right after the the hard fork. Um, now this uh, depends also on um, uh, on, on Cardano the, themselves uh, to. And when the the hard fork is going to happen, if everything goes according to plan, it should be uh, in September. Um, they haven't mentioned exactly when September, um, but um, our plan is to have everything ready um, and to have done all the the tests and the code uh, uh, audits um, as well, um, and just have everything ready for uh, going live uh, at, right after the, the hard fork uh, combinator happens. Um, so, yeah, we're just kind of waiting on, on them to say the specific yeah. uh, dates and then and also to finish the, the whole, um, as we were mentioning before, the, the next phases of uh, Alonso purple, um, the complete purple. Um, yeah, and and then we'll see it from there. But our idea is to um, we're planning for just right after the 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 launch, which it seems to be kind of the common answer with a lot of projects because you can let's say you built let's say you had the code already right now. Well, you can only get it out as fast as the Cardano like actual release of the hard fork comes, and as you said, because as Lars said. Some of it's changing quite like quickly, so he has to keep updating it. So even if you had it quote unquote ready today, it might require a change because there might be a change in the code or a change in the Plutus program that wasn't planned, like by wasn't planned that one hadn't planned for. So it does seem to be a reoccurring thing of it'll be ready once it can be ready based upon, because you're kind of standing on top of another project this project has to get done before yours can be complete. So I think everyone's understanding of that for sure. And it can be a little frustrating because I know I'm sure you've seen some of the Cardano 360s. And for a while, I remember I made a video a while back going, okay, so it should be in August. That was the original. And then it got changed to September. So it's, which I'm actually fine with because as, if we've learned anything from Cardano's method of doing things, it might not be the greatest 
like or the fastest i mean like they don't rush it out but you know the product you're going to get is good so it's worth the wait i have yet to have whether it be shelly whether it be gogan for what's going on now i haven't had a time where i went this looks really rushed and is poorly done like it's excellent but it takes time yeah yeah exactly this has been super informative, and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat today. Before we go, how can listeners get involved with what you're doing, or how can people best support you and your team? So um, if you're interested about um, Cardax Index, you can go to our website, which is uh, cardax.io. Um, and then from there, you can just uh, read our white paper, learn more about the the project, look at the, our team, look at um, um, our discussions on Discord. I think it would be also interesting for um, uh, newcomers that want to learn about the, the project. Um, and just check also our daily tweets and what do we put there, our articles that we write uh, or... Um, interviews like uh like the one i'm, I'm doing uh now <laughs> <laughs> um so if you want to know more about the and, and support us i would say just uh, um follow us on, on twitter and join our community on on discord so all of card access links will be linked down below again thank you so much for joining us for this interview and i'm sure we're all looking forward to seeing the developments and implementations of cardax as a DeFi platform on cardano yeah Really looking forward to that. And also I'd like to uh, thank you very much, uh, Conward, for your time. Um, yeah, I think it was a really always interesting uh, time to discuss about uh, uh, the overall uh, Cardano uh, ecosystem uh, and, and what's uh, the future going to look like. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cardano Convo podcast. If you want an easy way to help us out, make sure to share this podcast. That way we can grow and create a better podcast for you guys. Also leave us a five-star review. And if you have feedback on today's episode, tweet us at Cardano Convo. Send your emails to cardanoconvo at gmail.com or join the Cardano Convo Discord server and let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Also make sure to check out our new podcast website on crypto-loops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. First are our Patreons over on the Cardano Convo Patreon page. Their direct contributions help to make this podcast possible. By becoming a patron, you gain amazing benefits such as access to polls to help decide the content of upcoming episodes, early access to videos, roles and benefits within the Discord server, and so much more. Our second sponsor is Loops Pool. If you want to help out the podcast and are looking for a Cardano stake pool to delegate your ADA to, then think about delegating with Loops Pool. That's Loops, L-O-O-P-S. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Cardano Convo.